0: you Mentioned uh, two weeks ago. I hope, by the way, to have shear next Sunday morning. First day Hanukkah, at least. You won't be uh, all over the country. And we'll give maybe one week off afterwards. We'll see. We'll take a poll. But uh, next Sunday morning, Mr. Shem will have shear. We were in the middle of the Divrei Yamim, the description of the things that went well when. Yoyada was still alive, and then the things that went horribly off when Yayesh went off after his Rebbe was no longer there. Let's go to page two, Diver Yameday, Perichav Dalei, Pasuk of Gimel. Start one pussy back, because that's what we're going to try to focus on today, after we finish this series of Pesukim, La Yaya, Shamelech, Yayada, Aviv, imay calls him his father over here, um, father referring to uh, the father's of actually, that he killed, and he murdered him in cold blood, and he didn't remember all the good. Now, if somebody murders somebody in cold blood when they're giving Musa, it's uh, about as horrific as you can get... Already. It's fascinating and very instructive that the Pasik adds that besides the murder and besides not listening to the Navi and besides stopping the flow of Musr and the ability for Klaisel to correct itself, besides all that, he also didn't remember Al you what his father did for him. What his father did for him is an understatement. His father saved his life father uh, gave him the throne, his father put him on the map, his father was Makai of him, and he forgot all this. And for this Misa anyway, for a lot of things he was doing, for this he will be executed. And there will be a rebellion against him, which we'll uh, read about now. And the question, again, we're going to have to deal with is how can he be so bad? How can he forget so much? And what is going on in his head? Ba hii l'skufas ram Immediate punishment for him going off in the country following him. They're attacked. Ve'yavau el-yehudu shalaya v'yashchisu es kol sari ha-am. Me'am v'achol damasak. Mida and Mita, Aram attacks and kills much of the aristocracy. The ones, the young uh, fellows, who uh, gave him the horrible advice to make massive changes, leave the Masera of his uncle and his Rebbe, and believe that he's a god. So they get killed, and they lost uh, most of their uh, assets. Chol shalalam shor cholamal tamasek, and I had to bribe him. Take a look at Rashi. The shchisu is kol sari aam musa lamala acharei ma'isyah yad abal sari yehudi b'shachol lamal ve'achtiu es yoyish These are the ones who took yoyish off the derech. Not that yoyish is exonerated. Al zeh nifer Gamulam and the midah kenegemida shabah ocheil aram b'shchisu is kol sari aam, and they lost their lives and uh, the assets of the kingdom. Of Dalit, Ki Vimifsar Anoshim. Aram came with a relatively small amount of people. Because they should not have won this battle. They should not have been a threat. Baruch Aram, V'Hashem despite their small numbers, just like in Hanukkah, Hashem will give the enemy to us despite our small numbers. When it comes as an einish, it goes in the other direction. V'Hashem Nassam Chayel and the Jewish army was huge. And they fell into the hands of Aram, ki azvu Yayash And they captured Yayash in this battle and tortured him. They didn't kill him, but they left him severely wounded, which the Pasuk reports in Pasuk Chavhei, ki rabim, who's extremely weak, Almost mortally wounded. I say almost because he went on to recuperate, but that's not going to last very long, so we'll never know whether he could have recuperated because he's going to be assassinated. His kashral of Avadah, B'demei, Ben Eyayada, hakayim. And again, the Pasuk points out of all the Averis, which were not small in number, his uh, believing in himself too much, making himself into an Avadazar, bringing Avadazar back to the land, and bringing the people off, the murder of Zachariah ben Yada was we saw the straw the broke the camel's back. Was there a Navy of that killed more? Um, probably. Doesn't save affairs, but yeah, it's, yeah, whether he did this personally is questionable, but either he looked the other way or he saw it was Marames that these people are getting on my nerves and getting on everybody's nerves. They were just trying to give Musser, and yes, it's mistopper that he he uh, vented, vented his rage on others as well, because they were all a reminder of Yehoyada. We'll get to in just a few moments of why he uh, why he allowed this. And these assassins came, and while he's recuperating, they killed him. How ironic! Uh, we contrasted that uh, his rebbe, his uncle, his savior, Yehoyada, was the only commoner who's buried with the Malachim because he saved Malchus Beis David saved Klei saved the Beis Amitish, saved Malchus Beis David by getting rid of Asaliyah and putting his life on the line. And true to his Maseira, Yada ben, Bera, Yadda ben Yadda, spanned the entire Malchus from David Shlomo until now. And uh, they were buried, the of and he, who's the king, who's the continuation of Malchus Beis David, it's recognized, silver lining, I always like pointing that out, there were enough Tzadikim here who prevented the burial with the Malachim. As the young whippersnappers, whichever three survived, if any, were people who insisted that he was it and he was king and he was God. So they would have buried him there. And whatever Isham remained would have been more than happy to show that he was just as much a king as anybody else, according to their agenda. It was, it was his own opponent to killed him, of course it says. His own opponent who wanted to kill him. So they the well, we'll see. It's a good question. We're going, to, we're going to remind you in a moment of who these people were. It's not clear they were even Jewish. Not clear who hired them. I, true, somebody wanted him dead. They were unhappy with his performance. Look, no king is going to be popular after they lose a war, which on paper they should have won. biad uh, biatim in the wrong direction. And he's injured now, perhaps mortally, and not popular because he can't really do anything. So, in the ancient world, by the Gaisha kingdoms, this would have been very immediate. Over here, he had no support because the Rasham didn't like it because he wasn't winning wars, and the Siddiquim didn't like him because he was a Russia. So, it's unclear if these people were Geirim, Amen can convert, they just can't marry in. Or they were just hired help, more likely and um, it wasn't surprising that at this point they killed him because in their eyes he was loo- useless. Whether he did tshuva while he was sick, we hope so. But again, they were kings as bad or worse than his performance who were buried you know, with the other kings, certainly in Malachi Yisrael, this is Malachi Yehuda, but they knew enough that David, uh, David there were great kings in Yehuda, and as we'll see, it's yet to zigzag an awesome amount. Uh, incredible. Uh, so we have to explain each time. How do you have a Russia gummer and then his sons at gum? Well, we'll have a lot of explaining to do, but Lamaisa, they knew enough not to bury him there. I just find the contrast interesting that uh, Yoyada was buried there. Yaakov, you uh him? So um, Chava reports to you, uh, reminds you who they were. Ve'ila HaMizka We saw this in Malachim. And Chazal point out that the Middah is not lost here either. Why Dafka, these two nations? Take a look at Chafhei and Rashi. Again, the fact that it's pointing this out, besides the fact that murder is obviously Osir, and while he's giving Musr standing on the platform, telling Kalayi what they have to do and to kill him on the spot, in the Beis HaMiktosh, that he repaired, that he was saved in himself, forgot everything, and forgot that he was the son of Yoyada, which Zuchayi was depending on for his protection. and <laughs> Midakeg over here, is the Chaya was able to be felt. He could be so strong in his Musr because he felt that he was protected. He had Yichus, Ben Yoyadahu, Chavodayyirink Belkavud, and he's related to the king, and the king has a lot of history here. Shavch of Lars, despite all that, they killed him anyway. Al Eirag Gamhu, Bashal and therefore, he was killed as well in his bed at a place and a time when he wasn't suspecting anybody would come and harm him. Chavav ma'avis why these nations mali mihayu so Rashi doesn't really tell us are they Jewish or not Rashi sort of uh, almost hedges that uh, maybe it's unclear in the Medrash and Rashi says doesn't make a difference where they came from whether they were descendants from Jews or not. Maybe perhaps were they Jewish or not? Doesn't make a difference. Ella, <speaking> Yava <at> kafu Teva Shakafu <same> Tavas <time> social Abmavinu Light Aviim. Ahmedamayev are famous for their lack of Akarasataiv. Abhavinu went out on a limb. It was my to save Light. He took on four mighty kingdoms, Shanochem and Walachim, Kishashama Shanish Baloit. Remember we saw the Rabban, Abhavinu felt he should do it because Light came with him. Balakokha, show of support came with his uncle, and, felt well, they didn't feel it back. Later on, Amenavayev will mistreat Kleiso in a horrible way. Next page. And these people from these types of nations should come and pay back Yayash, who had the same problem. So again, first thing we have to keep in mind as we discuss this now is that the midah Chazala picking on that was the worst of all the horrible things he did is lack of a Sato'ev. We would never put it in this order. Murder, Avodah Zarah, Chaiti Amakti And the whole list, Chazal pick, Yavo Ammon they didn't have HaKar and there should be for the king who didn't have HaKar Sato'ev. Wouldn't be the first thing in our list. And Chazal put it in focus, not necessarily one second, because HaKar Sato'ev, lack thereof, is necessarily worse than murder and Avodah It can be because Akkadah Sataiv and lack thereof is the Midah that keeps us in our Vedas Hashem because if you don't Vakastaiv to people, you won't Vakastaiv to Hashem and therefore you won't do Avodah because what did Hashem do for me lately? Which is clear. So, yes, in a way it capsulizes Avodah Zarah and murder. If you don't care about people, you'll just push them around to the extent of murder. And if you don't think Akkadah is really able to be mechaiv your mitzvahs, you'll fall into doing a azar. Start with worshiping yourself and then other things. So yes, it's, it's, it's part of the kernel of the problem. With Yayash in particular, it was the reason he went off, which we're going to explain now. Yeah, Mike. Um, we we we'll talk about Amon, Amon Loa as far as, as far as the... Who you so we, we mentioned, we have the... Russia, Amuni, mm-hmm. Amunis, and Abdi, Amoravis. Here it seems the Pussycus, it's, it's, it's that, the is talking about that here, Benshima's Harmonis, and, and Benshima's Hamoabis. So, what we say that the that, that the women were not. Uh, no, these were men. might just they, be referring to the nation, Lush, in the, the say, cave. Of, it almost sounds like they're talking about that. He uses the same word, Amunis, mm-hmm. Hamoabis. Interesting. I don't know. Uh, the, 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 the dictum might fall out like that. Uh, also, it could be a remez is somebody from Ammon and Moab should already see. This is post-Rus yeah. and Nama. What? It's, it's the mother. It's going on the. Yeah. Yeah, but by, Michael, I thought, yeah, I thought he was asking why would they point that out? Who their mother was, by a king. The always goes out as a way to point out who the mother was. The mother was a good king. The mother was a stachist. Wasn't such a good king. Maybe the mother had a problem in bringing him up. Why point out their mother here? I'm sorry, I'm so maybe, again, I, it's, it's possible that they were Jewish already. And maybe it's possible, according to your question, that their mother actually married in and they were fully Jewish and they were born from somebody who already, who already converted and married in. That's a possibility. In which case, they were part of the regular... Uh, they were uh, sons of a Geras, but a proper Geras, because she was uh, an Amenis. That's possible. We don't know they weren't Jewish. They were hired hands, and we don't know that they were uh, people who had to be egged on to do this, or they also had Tainas, and therefore they volunteered. We don't know. But the fact that it points out, what I was about to say, is that the lack of Akarsatoy for what Amin did for light. The more so, this is post-Rus amovian and Nama minus. Uh, they should see that they had the chutz to get into Klai Yisrael, not stop get into They helped build Malchus of David, Rus, and uh, Nama married Rachov. So they should feel a special. This is this is family. Yishtikl. should feel a special uh, closeness. Maybe Akarasatayev, that they were chosen uh, to build the Maukhas, and they, that didn't make a difference either. So perhaps that's the um, reason why it went out of the way to mention the mother, fact that she was Amenisamavis uh, over here, to show, despite the head to the head to come in, they still didn't feel any connection. They still killed them. So that, that might uh, maximize the uh, lesson over here of lack of life. The psychology, if you'll call it, behind this. Yeah, we've been asking the Kasha for weeks. Let's try to make a dent on what the answer is because it's, it's quite troubling. Uh, to say that there was a natural Yetzahara for Avodah Zarah during the period of the P'shaftim and the Malachim, absolutely. Uh, the fact that there's a natural built-in gaiva that somebody keeps telling you that you're a god, and as I mentioned, I'm sure the first time that this was brought up. He uh, screamed at them. He was still straight then, And I'm sure they started bringing it up when his rabbi was alive. I said, That's ridiculous. Don't ever do that again. I'm going to have you flogged or executed. And they were smart. They wanted to get in under his uh, skin and into his system to be able to get on his good side and buy him. Flattery will get you everywhere. And if I'm right that they began while... Yada was still alive, they did it very quietly, and when he died, they started being very, very pushy and pronounced in their khalifa and their statements, their ridiculous statements, which, after a while, days, weeks, months, didn't take years, he started to believe it. He said, how can anybody ever believe that somebody's claiming they're a god? The answer is a standard fallback position uh, by the kings, uh, certainly by Gaisha Monarchies, is that they were sort of um, a god. We were talking about this in the... Uh, Sheer at night, and the answer is, they are Hashem's representative on earth. But they're not gods, and often, so in the ancient world, they were um, the Bukhanetz, or All the uh, ruthless tyrants were uh, proclaiming themselves God. Machalikas and Thesis and Ksubis, When Hanai, uh, Meshav, and was that thing that they were bowing down to, or asked to bow down to, but they didn't. Was that a uh, or Was that a statue to the to the monarch? It's unclear whether that was a cheser shlova but It's possible it was, which would explain why it was Yahar v'yavr. And Taisa is trying to explain the opposite. Why were they uh, complimented so much? It was a typical Yahar Why did anybody else offer to be killed? The Kiddush was they stayed around. Other Neviim weren't there. And why the Gemara and say that had they been tortured, they would have bowed down. So one sheet of Rishanim is that if you're tortured, you're not mechayiv. It's only Yahar but torture is worse, and the other answer is, Tysus says, no, it wasn't an Avarazar. statue, it was just a statue to the monarch, of the monarch, and uh, they didn't want to bow down because it was Mara Sian. But there's certainly a debate. Many held that it was not uncommon for them to make a statue of himself, but mean that the statue was of Zara because he was God. So in the ancient world, by the Ga'im, this was not unusual. By the Yidden, this never happened before and never happened again. Of all the Rishon, we're going to see, and even a Malchus Rambam never proclaimed himself a God. So one um, of the most unusual ways to flatter somebody and get in. Getting, you know, Chavam also when he became king, Chavam ben Shlomo, he also had young advisors and old advisors, and the old advisors said, "Lower taxes. It's an election year, and be smart. Don't be right." And uh, his young advisors said, Ah, get, you should have them all killed for even asking a chutzpah. You show them who's who. And of course, the Gemara says, uh, you have experienced older advisors and young advisors. Listen to the older ones. Because usually what they say is, sounds like steerer, it's really binyan. And the young ones sound like binyan, it's really stirrer. And unfortunately, he listened to the young ones. And that was the end of the kingdom. Now, what happened anyway? There was a Gazera, Malchus Shlomo, Malchus Beis David, but this is what triggered it, and it wasn't good for the Jews. And they all left. It's so on paper. You know, why did Malchus Beis David split? Because it was an Einish uh, for Shlomo, and for David, and uh, what happened with Shimi ben Geira, there are all sorts of Ramazim, Zevazegerim. You look in the paper the next day in the editorial. What happened? He didn't lower taxes. And they left. There was a um, Boston Tea Party. So... What went wrong? What went wrong is he took advisors who were not out for his good or the country's good. They just wanted powers. They gave bad advice. That's happened before. And unfortunately, it happens all the time. And uh, he wasn't on guard because flattery is nice to hear, even though it sounds ridiculous. And the deeper issue that is playing in the background here is a theory which I think is... uh, is really on target that I saw in the Sefer Contemporary that, if I even remember his, nice to quote the uh, title here, which I don't have, a Contemporary Sefer on Novi, doesn't say the uh, title over here, we'll get it next week, uh, it was written at least uh, 20, 30 years ago, and he gives uh, Mahalchim to try to explain some of the unexplainable. And this is one of them. Mm -hmm. Why did he go off and what was he thinking? And he says as follows. The uh, taina that the advisors had when they came in was not straight away the Uragad that they worked on slowly. They told him that he had been taken advantage of by his step-parents. It's, so, it's almost hard to say the words, but you have to understand what was going on in his head because it's the only thing that explains how he can go so off so quickly and do so much damage and also explains why Chazal are focused after the murder of Nebuchadnezzar on the lack of a karzatayv. This reads very well. He doesn't bring this right, but I, I think this reads incredibly well into Les Chazal and the Rashi and which we had in, in, in Malacham as well. And that is that they convinced him that the reason why he was so kafuf to his rebbe and his savior, his uncle, I keep calling them all three, but it's important to know how bad this need is, is because it's very human. Nobody likes to be beholden to people. Akar Sato'ev is a difficult trait to master because the knee-jerk reaction is, if I have Akar if extreme Akhar suddenly certainly if I admit that everything I have in working in Sagashmi is due to this person, it's very uncomfortable. Like, I'm not my own man, and I, I'm always living with this debt I have to pay back. And a tzaddik who works himself will do just that and spend the whole life having a kharas and then he'll spend his whole life having a to atayv, and then he'll live happily ever after. A person who's not holding here will look for ways to figure out lied to himself and have others lied to him that, you know, what they did really wasn't so good and they're really after their own covered and they're really protecting themselves and he really wanted a favor back. This is scary because we do this better on the Javier We do this to friends, we do this to colleagues, we do this to spouses, we do this to parents, which we'll get to. And we say, well, um, we didn't really uh, gain so much from them. And whatever they did, I, I once heard this from a teenager. I, I, like, I looked at him like he was from Mars. He said, you know, parents... Uh, it's Keep it of issue with a Karas It says, Hashem put into the Bria that our parents want to be mative to their children. They really need to give. So they should really have a Karas to me because I'm here and I'm the object of their hatava. Without me, they couldn't be mative. Can't think of anything more twisted, but I've heard this from people in various forms. And these young uh, whippersnappers convinced yayash that Yad HaTzadik, the man who held everything together, the glue that... Uh, kept Malchus Be'ez David going, was really not giving you what you deserve because he made you king and you stayed under his direction and he was really calling all the shots, which is true because, not because he's looking for covet. And that's why I pointed out, as we talk about this in the next couple of weeks, I kept pointing out Yoda was so selfless, such an onov, when the king of the chutzpah called him in and screaming at him, why isn't this project going quicker? He didn't say a word. This is his rebbe, his father, his father, so to speak, his stepfather, his savior, and he should have brought the kayan in and screamed at them, left him out and had a private meeting with him. He screamed at him in front of everybody else. Why did he do that? The answer is, b'chayev already. He wanted to start showing that I'm a bigger tzaddik than you. We're fixing up the base of mitzvah. I'm a bigger Zoris. Because he felt very uncomfortable about being so beholden. So he had to already start asserting himself and showing that... You think you're a tzaddik, you think you saved Klai, so I'm going to fix the base and make this, and this isn't going very quickly, and therefore you're going to get Muslim. Yoda didn't say a word. You almost wonder, like, why? A, there's a point of aniva, it's a self-effacing. And yet his friends turned it around and said, no, the reason he's doing this, he's controlling, and he doesn't have your good in mind, and the reason why you're not being as successful as you could is because you keep listening to him, and the sooner you realize that he's in it for his covenant, he's using you as a tool because he can't sit on the throne. He's the kind of See, So he needs you as a puppet. This is so deranged. But if you keep repeating this, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lay this out. It's almost going to sound good. That's the scary part. And your stepmother, and his Rebetzin, she saved you. Six years, they came and they fed you and they diaped you and everything. He says, yeah, but they're not letting you forget it and they're not letting you grow and prosper and be your own man. And the sooner you forget about them, and remember, forgetting about them is going to be the baby with the bath. He's going to forget about them. That's already a albetzar, a big tsar. He's going to turn his back on the entire masechah because he can't psychologically forget about them without forgetting about everything they represent. So he's not going to stop show, turn on them. He's going to have to turn on the entire Masera, the entire terrorist motion, because they're inseparable. Yehoyada and his Rebbitzin were representing the Masera, So he's going to slowly be turned around against them by the friends. And after he dies, it gets very easy. He's not even here anymore. And he says, you know, everything he did for, for his own covenant, they were looking for power and you were the conduit to have power. And it's all their fault, and now you can develop, and you know what? Forget everything he taught you, which is going to mean again. Well, why does he have to go through that? So let it be from him, just forget about them. So he'll just lie to Yerzai Lech, he won't have a Yerzai Tzudah. It doesn't work that way, because you can't live with yourself. So you either convince yourself that everything they did was self-serving, and therefore you don't owe him a thing, which will give him, he thinks, total freedom. That's the hard thing in life, is when you think you're buying freedom, per Adrashat, this past Shabbos is that you like to have your Elam Hazad? you realize you're running around like a, like a Votachai, and you realize, like Esau did, I don't have Elam Hazed, I don't Elam You think you're having a good time, but you're not. So we think by freeing ourselves from our Kharis HaTrev to our parents, our friends, everybody else, I'm a free man, I'm my own man now, I don't need them. And come to the thing, they didn't do much for me. I didn't need them then. I was just being nice that they thought they were doing Chesed. He can't just do that on the person and not turn his back on the entire system. And that's exactly what he proceeds to do. So now he's a god, he's a knocker, and you know what, the whole Maserah, I don't believe it, and we can do a Zarah, and you can bring everybody else off, because then I don't have to have a cursive type to anybody, and I'm not beholden. This is frightening, because most people don't go off the derech doing this, but I mentioned this once, this will come up in the Kibbutz of Amshir, and I, I, I'm afraid always I'm going to be misquoted in this regard, so please don't, anybody listening, and we're going to talk about this more, Barichas, when we get to it, maybe uh, two, three months from now, whenever we start. And I began to keep it of aim, there are therapists uh, and people who want to help who are very good. And they tear women from women who take Das Tehra and ask a lot of shyles which you need to do because it's a minefield. And they, um, they help out and they really help people get uh, in touch with their feelings and, uh, and figure out what's really motivating them and improve and then there are people, and uh, a little secular textbook knowledge, if it's uh, Chachmah time, and we have no issue with. It. But then there are those who superimpose their own deus or their textbook knowledge, which is counter to Torah and our and they use it and misuse it and do tremendous damage. I've seen both, I guess. So I'm not attacking therapists. I've seen doctors. I've seen good doctors and bad doctors. I've seen good lawyers and bad lawyers. There's no... Uh, it depends on what you're trained in. Therapy is specifically very... Difficult to have uh, young Benyeter and uh, women calling me, and they they want to go into the field. And I said, that's fine. We need them, but you have to be very careful what you learn, how you learn, who you learn it from, or what you absorb in your system. Is this a dangerous uh, dangerous thing to absorb something that is counter to our hashdashah chayim and not realize it? And I've seen situations where uh, children were uh, turned against parents, or children were taught to. Uh, hate certain things that people did for them with the argument that um, you don't know them many are karsatai, you have a right to reject all that and hate them because this is the way to your healing process. Sometimes, by the way, that's true. Quite often it's not. And um, you can't... This mahalach is exactly what's going on over here and, and not understanding this will not do justice to what the Navi is trying to teach you and what happened in Yash. And this is unique of all the rishonim. And many you just say, he's a Baal Taifa, he's a Baal Gaiva, and he's a Oven of Azar, and they had a strong For it, it's a, you know, It's less complicated. Yayash is the only one who was so good. Now, Manasha also grew up from. Chis sent him to the best Cheder, and he had the best Sheduch, and he tried. But we already had an Avuah that he was going to go off. And uh, the Taifas are strong, and, and there's a lot more to it, but it has nothing to do with this psychological insight of the rejection of Akaras of because it's easier to live short term if you're not beholden. It's horrible to live like this in general because you don't want a karsatav, you don't have a karsatav to See, not only forgot his aunt and his uncle, he forgot the karsh baruchu, who saved him in the Nechash HaKadoshim, his aunt and his uncle, they were shlichim, who really saved him? A karsh baruchu. So he forgot that also because once you don't have a to people, see you don't have a to a That's the beginning of the end over here. And they convinced them that everything they did was uh, self-serving and they weren't interested in helping you and this is their way to attain gedula and nothing picked the two people in Klai Yisrael who were so selfless and did everything without any covet. And when they were screamed at, and they did nothing. I would say almost to a fault, because I don't criticize them. I would have said, Tamo al Bizyana Bizyana He should have said something to the king. But he didn't. He said, whatever you want, Yairinus, let's get the pushkel, let's, let's get going with the project. I'm, because he was focused on getting it done. That was his godless. So the Navi recognized this, that he's buried with the Malachim. This king isn't. But at the time nobody realizes he's godless. And often children don't realize, and them don't realize, and that I don't fault him for. But to take everything he did and hold it against him is uh, so off the charts. It's going to do so much damage. And Yoyosh is not going to realize he's going to feel self-righteous. And we see it coming out when he screams at him and gives him Lyser. That was done to show I'm a bigger tzaddik than you. It's Mount Kriyashma. if that's why you're raising your hand, okay? It's man Kriyashma anyway. And that's the Pesach to what is going wrong and what did go wrong. And Mitzvah next week we'll go into more of the details, we'll take one question, we'll go to the Pellets. Yes? Well, why, is it, why is it the next step? Uh, it isn't, but why is it the next step that a person realizes that, right? okay, so, like in this case, so why can't he say, all right, it's, maybe it's possible that this is what Yol and, 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 and his wife were intending, but I've got a powerful to put them in my life, and so therefore... It, <laughs> you're I'm thinking just, like, you're like a, a from Cheshavah thought thought out bantera. They're saying, why do you think of the Ashkocha, the lamisa he was saved? They convinced him he was saved. You know why he was saved? Because he's a god. And the gods, the other gods saved him. I don't know, whatever ridiculous thing they told him. And he's a superman because who lives in the Kishnodashim, above the Kishnodashim, for 60 years, the kind of girl can't go in for three minutes without his, putting his life in his, in his hands. Uh, you're obviously supernatural. What does the other do with this? Uh, they, they brought your food. Okay, you know, you had a Kishnodashim, you smiled, you were nice to them while they were alive. That's, that's enough. This meat is so strong. Did you ever wonder why there's a rule in life sometimes? Uh, the Gedelim the, 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 the said, I think Sam Sefer said this once. He said, I don't understand. A guy came over and it was Bahavilim. He was trying to think, what ta'vah did he do this guy that he should get punched? He was trying to think, he must have done something good for him that the guy was waiting all these years to get rid of the Akarisa and now he finally got him. But he didn't remember, he never did anything particularly good for him. He doesn't even know knows the guy. So that was said with sarcasm, but the p- point, and some Sefer's never sarcastic, we're trying to bring out a Musar point is that sometimes if you feel you're motivated to uh, strike out and lash out at somebody, maybe you should stop and think, maybe this person did a daiva and there's something internal going on over here. Yes? It, it strikes me as a parallel to Tanaka, because the had should have, as the brother said in the Sinai that the, the, the Kajanayim should have put up a puppet king rather than continue the mouthless, and that's why they lost it. But here, maybe, perhaps, maybe they knew the history of Yoash, and they said, that inhibited them yes, perhaps. The, that Ramban, I, I try to get to some angle that Ramban every year, and this year will probably be no exception. I, it's hard to figure out what the Pshad is. The Ramban says that the entire base of Hashem is wiped out, down to the last man and lady, even though they're aliyam Eliyam, and they saved Klai Yisrael. And we have a Yantif every year for them because ultimately they took the Meluchov. They took the Meluchov because no one else was powerful enough to take it. The first ones were perhaps careful not to take the title, and then they did and they didn't even violate the race, they violated the of Yaakovina, which is Ramban's point, is very of the Ramban's of Parsh And it says that, uh, why'd they do it? They did it because it's hard to find good people who can leave the nation, and they're uh, adding perhaps because they saw that this happened once, and uh, the, the puppets don't do well after a while, and they, um, they might uh, go off because they're trying to throw off the shackles of Hakarah So, possibly. That's still the wrong decision over there. Well, my so this is extremely frightening, and it's a, it's, it's a musr because uh, you have to look at what motivates you, and often you just don't want to feel beholden, and uh, you want to pay off your, uh, pay off your debts, Well, you pay off your debts by trying to be native to them and do justice to their honor and everything they taught you. He doesn't even do that. He does the opposite. Uh, there's more to say on this. We'll continue next week. Let's go to the Peloyetz. Go to page Kof cough in the second... Part of the safer, if you don't have one, you can look on. Back there. The last paragraph in this stickle in the middle of the page, Kuf Kuf we were discussing in the last few weeks Sani speaking of Bimala Mitzchus for people. The Chiyiv to be Mitzchus, the Chiyiv never Chassashon to be, say a kitrug unless it's direct Musr that's needed on the spot and you're the one in charge of giving it. And uh, the last piece he had, like the second last paragraph, was talking about the fact that stolen money, not kosher money, could be a kitrug. And this last paragraph is a chidish Nifla. He says, based on the fact that it's so hard to get kosher money, Speaking of Chassam Sefer, he used to say that uh, he was makbed to buy his abraminim with shatchan as guilt Because that's the most kosher money, this is Chassam Sefer talking. Chassam Sefer, I would venture to say all of his money was kosher. But he was Chassam Sefer, he was a big honor, he was always worried. And he said, I don't know, any other money that came in, who knows who gave it to me, where it came from, shatchan as guilt. You get paid for that, that's the most glatt kosher money you can get because that's a chayv kadush to pay the shatchan. That's also a you No, know? they say a Rashi Tevis. What does Shatran stand for? You no, know, anybody know? I mean, I should say that it's a, it's a joke, but it's not. Uh, they say it in half in jest. You no, know, you don't know. It's good, you don't know. That means you had uh, all wonderful experiences. Most of the Shatran are very good. I won't even say it if you never uh, heard it. <laughs> I thought you all knew it after the year. You don't have to publicize it. But the Shatran are good. Sometimes they have to sort of like uh, represent certain facts at certain times for the good of the shidduch going through, and that's okay. Um, a yeah, shatran has to be a huge, either a huge tamachacham or um, somebody who knows they're not a huge tamachacham, but they know when a shayla is staring them in the face. Because there are a lot of things you have to say very delicately, and it's an art in halacha and in personality to know what to say and when to say it. That's the godless of a good shatran and then sometimes once in a while they go too far and withhold too much information or say the wrong things which is like I am mean, not true which is where that Rashi Tevis comes from but we're not going to repeat it uh, the good ones are Shaila's and the uh, other ones don't but the Kiddush says the most kosher money is if you do a good job and you get paid for shatranis. that's uh, money that is coming to you so, apparently, everybody can't make uh, Shidduch once a week to give the sole source of Panosah to themselves. And therefore, the Pelayez comes up with the most fascinating, ingenious suggestion I've ever seen on how to get your hands on kosher money, at least for the money using for mitzvahs like Tilin, uh things like that. It's very difficult to get your hands on kosher money, and it's very hard to know. I have an idea, at least for the money you want to use for mitzvahs. Never buy a mitzvah with what he said in the last paragraph. Use, not kosher money for a mitzvah. That's, that's a problem. So he says, maybe go over to your friend. Have a meeting with a couple of friends. Have a meeting with a couple of friends. So why don't you get together and you'll trade money. He'll give you $100, you'll give him $100, you're buying tefillin, he'll give you $1,500, you'll give him $1,500. And use that money for your purchases in Abraminim and tefillin and Sitsis and Stockholm. You might have to do this a few times in a few different uh, groups or make one big cash switch Cash swap with one friend. Use it. Put it in a special account. Until it finishes up, and then you do it again. When you run out, you go back and do it again. gives you money. So then that's kosher money. You just did a deal. You didn't rip him off. No, no, no. There's no sheker. He gave you fifteen hundred dollars or two thousand dollars. Interesting application. Says, certainly for your Abraminim and your trillin, certainly for your tachrichim. You don't want to be buried in shrouds that were bought with stolen money. Because then you're stuck for a long, long time. And even though after you die, it's still not good for the din shamayim it should come up and he's wearing tachrichim that are questionable. Mind you, tastes as this whole Shiloh whether or not you're allowed to put shotness in tachrichim. Why in the world somebody would want to do that is uh, beyond the scope right now, but uh, the Gemara says, Gemara Nidah, uh, Meisim Chavshim in a mitzvah, and you're not and to prove the point, you wear shatness, and there's no problem. Apparently wearing shotness, if there's no taster says and one shot, well, shotness is only also when you're wearing clothing that warm you, and if you're dead, it's not going to help. So therefore, there's no way for shotness. But stolen money to buy tachrichim is a Kitschur, even though you're not chayv mitzvah right now. Apparently that's the chilek the Peleyes would say. Vaishlaya beged Begdim, Beged shouldn't be something that's gonna be held against you. Vitihi literally. It's a famous phrase that it means that you shouldn't be wearing the thing bought with stolen money. We certainly want it to be a bracha, not a klala. So his eight says, just do a swap. You now have money, bimatana, he has no money, matana. It's now kashr, even if it was traif, we hope. And therefore, you're good to go. One quick question? Yes. So it's kasher. There are three ways to kasher. Libun, hot water, and a swap. A But uh, he holds it's better than the alternative. On that positive note, we'll continue mitzvah next week.